Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today on this beautiful Tuesday? Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kilton Christian episode 457. Uh, 
we're calling this one Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. And man, I have not spelled that one right. I had to copy and paste it just so you guys don't think that I'm that awesome and can spell it. I can barely pronounce it. Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. We're going to kind of move on to the topic of just uh, the people that we thought were kind of bad that ended up being persuaded into good things or waking up to God and so forth. And I figured that this would be a good one. And it also um, involves some one of our other... Uh, People that we're going to be talking about later on the week as well. So once again, Kilted Christian episode 457. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. I'll tell you as soon as we get done with Bards Fest and I have a little bit more time, I'm gonna get back to making that song to start our walk-in music to something a little different. I, if you guys don't know, I wrote the song that I play at the very beginning of the show and we're working on another one as well. So it's gonna be awesome. So uh we'll say hello to everybody real quick first. Living, you wanna scream over here to the microphone? Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care of this. I'm not trying to keep her quiet. I promise. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> There's no gag there. No, no. Yeah, no duct tape on the mouth. We're, we're all good. Not, not in the corner. <laughs> and well, then, close. exactly. I know she's she's almost out of camera view. Um, and then one day when we go to video, we'll have like a coup, like right here in the cudio. Sitting right behind us, you'll see a little little coup head pop up every now and then. Just go Scottish moo, meh, meh. <laughs> Conley, brother, how are you doing? <laughs> Moving Hi, out Duncan. of here. <laughs> Hi, Duncan. I'm good. Oh, oh, hold your, on. Your glass. There we go. There we go. I gotta take my glasses off to talk. <laughs> Hi, Duncan. <laughs> You're such a butt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you podcast on the audio by okay. doing visual. Con Conley, <laughs> Conley took a little um, take your dog outside and walk him real quick break before he came back in to finish. Uh, I guess. A three and a half hour segment total. Because <laughs> I knew we were going to go four tonight on this one. <laughs> well, you, you did a long show earlier. I did. I went an hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half. And then we'll we'll uh, do the same as we did last night and uh, play a little bit of music after we get done with the show. Just to kind of give you guys a place to hang out. Because I'm not sure there's going to be a Fishers of Men tonight or not. I guess we will see if it pops up on my phone, no music. Um, if it doesn't, we'll play some music until they shut us down. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I like spending time with you guys. I love playing music and uh, I get to sit next to my lady. So it's awesome. And then, uh, when we got Conley who just ran away Bye, Conley. Bye, Conley will be back in a moment, he, but, uh, he has pants on. Yeah. He's got pants on. That's awesome. <laughs> you never know when he, when he pops up to go run and get something, you're just like, please be pants. Please wear pants. <laughs> Please have pants on. Please have pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I have pants on. I didn't during my show, but I do during yours. <laughs> like you know, I was just telling him, you never know, man. When Conley popped up and ran away, it was like fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> what the dog is? She was scratching. She was banging at the door. Let me in. Let me in. Well, we've we've had our our, our little pups getting so much better. She's spending. She's spending less time in, in the uh, repentance cage. So day by day, she's getting better. She's, um, she's almost got potty training down, which is amazing. Um, but after the show, cause we do put her, we do put her in the repentance cage, um, while we're doing the show. So she's not running around and, and biting my other dog's tail, which she loves to do. But, uh, 
but she um she got the zoomies last night so bad she was bouncing from chair to table hopped up on the couch did a triple indy off the couch into the ground running i mean it was oh, it was God. insane Tri- triple indy <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta reference the movie for that one. Oh, do i mean do i yeah, owe them do. money Oh, yeah. I believe the movie is back to school with Rodney, back to school Rodney Dangerfield, with, Dangerfield. Yeah. With, the, with the triple Lindy. <laughs> for, the, for those of y'all who know, the repentance cage isn't a bad thing. I've uh, seen it. It's much better than the cage Obama put the in, immigrants in, the immigrant children in. Yeah, that's yeah, it is. It's there a you little, go. Little You're bigger. Welcome. I'm more comfortable. We feed them. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we feed her. And we give her... Um, and then we, so we also throw a gay robot toy in there with her, which is... <laughs> c-3po it's it's a tough toy but it's c-3po and i just i can't come around the call on it without going it's c-3po um because we all know we all know the droid that droid he's a gay droid they they've been woke since star wars began you know he was <laughs> come on all two you know, hold my you hand know, you, you know he was taking it up the usb port <laughs> He probably was, man, but like he was a pretty feminine robot. I mean, you can't deny that. It robot. was it was their sly way of being woke back in the seventies without like actually just coming straight out and being woke. That cat was talking. He knew how to speak all those languages and 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 decorate a Millennium Falcon on the end. Totally, I speak over twenty-seven billion languages. <laughs> like just and, like- and and I'll do your hair. And I'll do your hair. And then you got R2, who was a pretty foul mouth robot. If you guys can get hold of the script of R2, I mean, oh, like pretty much every four words he says is like an F or an S bomb. Yeah. He was a cousin little booger. But he could get away but, with it. I mean, it I would because be he, too if I was a short person in that little thing. What's well, awesome. They got away with it because he can bleep himself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to hit the, the bleep button, man. He just. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Wow, I can't translate there, that. Sailor. Yeah, I can't translate that live um because it will shut me down. And this uh, <laughs> is the wrong show to be to be translating R2D2. So <laughs> But anyways, it's great That's to good. see you Conley man and your and your you awesome ATM. Um your yeah. Dallas Cowboys uh, kick some butt, man. This may be a decent year for them. Dude, the only game that the I think the Giants are going to win is if they may play a, uh, Aaron Rodgers led. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's happening the rest of this year. I think Aaron Rodgers may be out permanently. That's sad. he may be, but I think they may pull him and put him in a boot just to let him play against the Giants. They know he can get a win. Yeah, that's a good point. You just pass the ball off. Yeah, <laughs> here, just carry it. Just carry it. No, that was kind of yeah. hard to watch, man. You know, um, like him or not, he's been in there a while. The worst part though was how mean people were my goodness man you know what yeah, there's a lot right? of like i don't like comparing it but if you went down and broke or ripped his achilles or something you would not hear me going man good glad that guy broke his achilles you know like exactly i know there's that's it's sad it's just it's so much anger no. so much anger in this world right now oh it is you know it just in sports in general i was looking at, at twitter as the jaguars were playing and watching all the hate See, the Jaguars are, are like one of the most hated teams in the NFL. Um, That's understandable. Because, well, they've got the, the uh, like some very vocal Christians on the team. Right. And that's just my right. opinion. And they're just going to, you know, they'll keep on ragging them and bashing them. And, and you know, there's a couple of them picked them to be number one, um, number one in their, in their division. 
mm-hmm. their conference, you know, through the playoffs. I mean, who knows? We're literally on game one. So we'll see how that goes and who stays healthy. Um, right. I really don't care too much about football or watch sports. Hockey's kind of the one that I do watch. And even then I wait until postseason because I'm not going to, you know, give him my money. Right. And that's good hockey. I mean, hockey is good to watch pretty much any time, you know, but <clears throat> playoff season, there we go. Exactly. We were time talking the about beard. the Minnesota Vikings fight works. <laughs> yeah, no, we were. We were. We <laughs> talked about them last night. Mm-hmm. And right now we're going to talk about the Stars, who won a national, cha- won a national championship, won a, won, a, um, won a Stanley Cup while in Dallas. Yes. Is that where they won it? Yeah, that's where they won it. It, it is where they won. I couldn't remember. Did they win that in Dallas? <laughs> I think they did win When they were the Dallas, Dallas Stars? Yeah. That's right. I mean, I think it was a, they, they didn't win it in Minnesota. No, they did not. I don't think they won anything while they were in Minnesota. <laughs> we're just teasing, Mary. We love you. <laughs> and we love our Minnesota teams, too. But, but I think they won it when they were in Dallas. Yeah, they, yeah. they did. They just needed some warm weather. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, it's funny, though, it's down, you know, because it does get cold in Texas. And, it you does. know, we had some days it was like, uh, you know, just over freezing here in Texas. And literally the Canadian teams would come in. Yeah. The Canadian teams would come in and they would lay out in their Speedos um, in the team entrance area getting sun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, now. Yeah, interesting. No, no, no. It's it's interesting, thongs? and you can't not put that on the jumbo jumbo. No, they had this this the speedos. <laughs> yeah, this the speedos. I mean, and you can't not take a picture and put it on the jumbo tron. <laughs> how can you not? I don't know, how man. But I heard about that for two weeks. Never do that one again. I just thought it was <laughs> hilarious that the uh, Canadians were coming down here literally sunbathing and it's like 33 degrees outside i mean who doesn't want to see ty domi in a jockstrap yeah exactly. <laughs> hey maybe next year conley oh look it's it's to third it's to flurry I'll, I'll call some of my guys and be like uh can you get a picture of domi and his uh in his speedo for conley <laughs> yeah. for, for the conley <laughs> yeah we're gonna get him out there. He said he'll send you one. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna get on. I'm gonna get on Theo's Twitter. Hey, dude, heard you were hanging out one time down in Dallas. Nothing but your speedo. Is that true? You got well, any pics? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got no pics. We got video. We got vi- videos even better in 4K. Un- unless un- <laughs> videos even better. Unless you're running for a. A congressional seat in the in the state of Virginia, and you were on Chatterbait. Well, good. I'm I'm glad you started off with that because I was going to end up going there eventually. Oh, so, let's do that. Yeah. So, okay. So, was it Chatterbait or was it um it was OnlyFans? No, it was Chatterbait. Okay, so Chatterbait, even better. Oh, <laughs> there's yeah. what's what's the bait? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything to the bait. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, a funny story, and I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say it well i guess yes, i can because it's a name it. so when i was in high school i played soccer i was a goalkeeper and the coach that we had that was our history teacher and our soccer coach went to a school called the citadel and he knew that i knew the citadel because i was heading there and at the citadel when you graduate you get the name master mm-hmm. so you know master um jd duncan you know just or whatever you know what i'm saying so master comes first before the name and um his name just happened to be baton 
So he came up to me the first day of practice and he was like, I know, you know, and he goes, don't say a word to anybody. And I kept my mouth shut for four seasons. Um, but it was an inside joke that I found absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there was a reason that you never saw master on any of the mail that he got. Cause <laughs> and then his first name was Buster. So it was like master Buster Baton. <laughs> What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your freshman year called? What are you called when a, you're a like at A&M and you're in the core, you're called a fish. Yeah. You're a plebe. Yeah. Yep. You know, he, you know, man, he hated all four years. <laughs> he did. Actually he hated three years, three and a half. I would imagine. <clears throat> I know plebe baiting. <laughs> plebe, what, what do you call, what's your sophomore year called? Oh, at that point you're just a cadet. A cadet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're plea plea baiting, cadet baiting, and then the other one. Yeah. <laughs> what you graduate cadet, with. Cadet baiting. What's everybody what's cadet baiting doing? <laughs> yeah, he's he's thinking twice about becoming a senior. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna finish I'm gonna go to my junior year, finish it, and then transfer to another school. Yeah, transfer to Norwich. Or, or yeah, exactly. Because I, I think West Point would be would be the same thing. BMI, um, but nonetheless, like poor guy, poor guy. So I promised him. I'm like, you know what? I won't say a word. You know. Plus, I didn't want to do any more exercise than I had to. And, yes, uh, he'll PT your ass. Yeah. He, oh no, no, no. We yeah. Oh yeah. I, I missed uh, one day, one practice because I was on a uh, Christmas vacation and came back to the PT man, and that was no fun. The movie? Huh. The movie? Yes, the movie. <laughs> no, I, I was literally, it was one of those um, practices that you, you literally didn't want to eat when you were done because your stomach, you were just so sick. Right, right. Five-inch killers, Indian runs, um, field sprints, like you name it. I pulled a groin just listening and talking about it. Yeah, exactly. I know, man. I, I re-pulled it. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways, <clears throat> back to the chatterbait woman. Um, <laughs> she was... Okay, she a Democrat running for office. They, her and her husband got on Chatterbait and did some risque shows, just to be very nice. Risque, very, very risque shows. It was just dirty. It was dirty. They would go ahead. And, and um, yeah, she, they were asking money and tips, you know, donations and stuff for, for the video that they did. So. I guess she thought it was a good idea to run for uh, office and, and just forgot that she lived in a world where everyone has access to everything. And uh, some people ended up releasing these videos. So now she is suing people because they violated her privacy. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> like what? You were literally asking people for money. This was not private. So what they would do is they would, her and her husband would get on there and she's like a healthcare professional too. And she's like a nurse or something. Yeah. She's a, yeah. She was a healthcare so professional. They, yeah. So they get on, they get on this thing and you, you chat like the live chat, but they have video and then they would do whatever people were asking them to do in the chat. And then they ask, they get them to pay them to do it. So <clears throat> If you guys have ever been to Amsterdam in the red light district and you go into certain theaters, you pay to see things. And that's exactly what they were doing. And there are things like, uh, like, um, eat a spoonful of goober grape. 
yeah <laughs> you know weird not stuff. that <laughs> yeah weird weird stuff yeah it's that kind of stuff they were all naked yes and it was very public yeah um, because chatterbait's public. a public site and yeah so now she's upset that somebody released this because it invaded her privacy i'm like well now nah, never mind christian show I'm not gonna go where i was gonna go <laughs> um but anyway, we have paid her money yeah they were paid money <laughs> man i mean like Look, I mean, like I said, there was nothing private about this show. Uh-uh, like nothing at all. Literally, in no way was anything private. Everything was uh-uh. exposed. And ah, oh, I just I'm like blown away, man, that we live in this world. And here's the thing: she'll get a judge that'll be like, "You're right. Your privacy was invaded, and you owe this woman this much money." I mean, it's just this is the world that we live in right now. Um, now that was a Republican. What's even worse is she'll get the votes because of it. She's running for office. Yeah. She'll probably end up using that as a campaign video. This yeah. this is the world we live in. The one that Satan's trying to rule. Right. Where you can do pornography as your campaign videos and win. Mm-hmm. But And you know Bill Clinton's going, I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Thank you. I need a blue dress. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're pretty good at your you're pretty good at your impersonations, man. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I've got like Java, the Hut, Yoda, and like Gacy 3PO now, but that's about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot more to that one, but we're just, even though we pray at the end of the show, we're not going to pray that hard. No, man. Any, no. Bill, any more Bill Clinton and no. Monica Lewinsky. God will shut our show down. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. We got a couple hours to fill tonight. So I need a humidor. <laughs> There we go. I'll stop. <laughs> I know. I was trying to do my Trump impression. They we were like, sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. <laughs> Chuck Todd. I'm so glad he's gone and they've given it over to Kristen Welker. So mm-hmm. now it's just meet the dress. Yeah, it is meet the dress. <laughs> and, and that show is going to bomb quickly because she's pretty terrible. She's horrible. She's worse than F. Chuck. No, nah, she is. They're getting rid of them bit by bit and then they're replacing them with equally insane and annoying people i mean why don't you just replace like everybody with the view just view run cnn now put them all in one place and then it's easier to take them all out at one time i mean i didn't say that out loud i mean i thought that out loud (laughs) it's well they all seem like they're going through angry menopause over there at cnn and msnbc anyway no they all are but just be the view it it pretty much is man and you know they're it's all uh trump 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 and you know, what's going to happen? I bet you, man, if Trump was to die today, three years from now, they would still be blaming everything on Trump. Sure they would. Sure they would. Yeah. They sure would. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what are we moving on to next is uh, after 9-11, so Tulsi Gabbard, and I, I I don't really trust her, and I think, I think many of us are probably on the same thing. She was, you know, I saw the little pyramid triangle sign she was making she was part of the wet and so forth but nonetheless Tulsi Gabbard volunteered to fight for the U.S. ending up in several war zones um she's still in the army reserves but both Hillary and Mitt who I don't trust and don't like more than I don't like and don't trust Tulsi cheered every war while ensuring that they and their kids never gotten one while calling Gabbard a treasonous Kremlin agent so these are some of the headlines. 
today. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney accused Tulsi Gabbard of parroting false Russian propaganda after her comments on biolabs in Ukraine. Like, that wasn't Russia propaganda. That was uh, bioclandestine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it sure was. But they also are coming out and admitting this. So, so here's the funny part about this. They've avoided even bringing this up, and they've called you a bunch of conspiracy theorists and so forth. That, you know, I don't, this is just BS. Russia and China aren't saying anything about bio labs in Ukraine, but yet Romney accuses Tulsi of doing the same thing that doesn't exist. So these, they, they keep tripping over their own feet. Um, then we've got uh, Hillary Clinton suggests Russians are grooming Tulsi Gabbard for a third party run. She's just mad because she's not getting groomed. No, she's not getting groomed. Matter Web fact, Hubble's the only one that groomed her. Yep, she ain't going to. She won't be breaking that glass ceiling. If anybody breaks it, it's going to be uh, cackles because uh, yeah. they're pushing forward with the 25th um, or something, um, trying to go after uh, beginning impeachment things. I guess uh, um, McCarthy came out and said this today. Right. Um, and I say the same thing every time I see this stuff on TV. Same thing with all of the, all of the, the violations of voting and stuff that's coming out from every state. Proving that they cheated here, they cheated here, they cheated there. You're telling us that we're conspiracy theorists. They're indicting Trump for even questioning the election. Um, all this information is coming out from every single state, all over the place. But we say the same thing every time. It's not going anywhere. All they do, they come out and say, hey, we found this. And this is damning evidence. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I, I've just, I've lost all hope that anything's going to be followed through with. Even if it is followed through. This is this is kind of what I was thinking, and I was going to get into this a little bit tomorrow. All of this, it, whether whether he goes by the twenty, whether he's removed by the twenty fifth, or he just says I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm too just effing stupid and I'm tired, or they use the Republicans, and 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 it almost makes more sense to let it happen the other two ways instead of having the Republicans impeach him. Because the Democrats are going to use that as fodder. Schumer's already out there today saying that. They, they have to get rid of him before 2024 either way. Oh, yeah. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. So the Republicans can, if they'll just run this little impeachment inquiry thing, let it run. We all know what he did. He's going to be gone. But he did things while he was vice president. They need to look at things while he was president. See, Yeah. But they're going to keep in mind who's going to be in the place in, in place in 2024. Yeah, it's going to be Big Mike. Um, Cackles would be replacing him. And you're right. Like, this is one of those things, like, the information needs to get out there, but no impeachment. Because it would go to Cackles. Or if you were going through an impeachment process, it needs to be something proving that the election was fraudulent. Because then Cackles would fall right into that because she came along with him. But then where does it go? McCarthy. And this is why I think McCarthy's doing this right now. Like he's playing, McCarthy's not on our side. I think we've all kind of figured no. this out at this point. I'm going to play a quick little clip. I've seen a couple of people already talking about it of uh, Matt Gates um, yep. ripping into uh, McCarthy and good for him. But once again, will this go anywhere? And I thought it was as easy as one person, you know, bringing up, we need to get rid of them for it to happen. Isn't that what the deal was? I can't remember what you're the talking deal about the no, the no vote. Yeah, the no vote. or the uh, the no confidence yeah. um, vote thing, it is, and 
I, but he's he's talking about it. Gates is talking about it. I don't know if he's done it. A vote, a no confidence vote. But <clears throat> he needs to actually put that. He needs to enter that into the record. Yeah. So I think what Gates is doing is more just talking to show what is going on with people and with with McCarthy. That would be the better optics thing. Yeah. Well, it was and what he had to say was good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, know I do too. I, I I agree with that. Um, I think that uh, there's a lot of machinations, and it's it's one thing to have Biden gone. Biden's not running the show. Biden's not running the show. That's why they're willing to sacrifice him. They knew early on when they were when they put him up there, and they knew the state of the state of his mind at that time, even during the primaries, and then during the general. That's why they that's why they forced him and, and everybody else dropped out within about seven days. Yeah. Remember, Buttigieg found out about it flying to the West Coast to an event. Yep. And then turned his plane around. They made the, they made that call. They knew they were going to get rid of him and he was only going to be a one term guy. He's not the he's they're going to find whoever else it is. <clears throat> excuse me. They're going to find whoever else it is, whether it's whether it's Harris. I think you're right. She can't do it if the if the election was wrong. But then they'll either bring in Big Mike. Newsom's already said he won't do it because <clears throat> they need him in the bullpen. And so they're going to have to find and, – and nobody can defeat Trump. Nobody can. No. If it's across the board, everything being equal, they can't defeat him. Yeah, in, in an honest election. He's, and in an honest election, yeah, yeah which means they can't defeat you. They can't yeah. defeat us. So Biden, that's what I've thought for the longest ever since he since he was the um, the sole guy is he was only going to run one term, whether the Chinese forced it <clears throat> or whether they were seriously trying to hide what they were doing in Ukraine, um, which is a combination of both. I think Ukraine was more a pressing matter for the people here in the United States, and the Chinese had ulterior, grander motives for having that for having him in. Yeah. I'm I'm still convinced though there will not be a twenty twenty a twenty twenty four election. Boy, I tell you what, because you know, again, even if he does run, well, there's going to have to be there's going to have to be so much cheating at the level of twenty twenty and then above. Oh yeah, it's it's going to have to take something. Um, there's going to be a ton of gaslighting. There's going to be a ton of lying. You know, uh, Jim Hoft over Gateway Pundit has done some really good stuff with uh, with that deal out of uh, Michigan, and it turns out that that's more of a nationwide thing and into Georgia. And then they've overplayed their hand with trying to get rid of Trump. They're hoping for a jury <clears throat> to be able to convict him so they can put him in jail. That's mm-hmm. what they see. Their that's their main hope. But if they can't do that, then they're going to have to do, you know, twenty twenty or better because yes. the stuff coming out of Georgia that everybody knew. Um, with some of the statistics that I've seen now coming back out again with the number of felons, the number of people who are underage. I mean, we're talking nearly a hundred thousand votes that are, that are illegal, you know, in a state that he lost by 11,000 and some change. Yeah. You know, they'll, Um, they'll end up pulling some big cards out and being like, huh, what a coincidence. All the people in the red areas are all dying. You know, and they'll drop some like yeah. mosquito-borne illness on everybody. We're all going to be dead anyways because we're not taking our vaccinations. Well, I think that that's the that's the, that's the that's the important thing to um, really kind of focus on is what is it that they would what is it that they would try to do? 
um, to prevent 2024 from happening or so that the elections are going to have to be swayed like they were in 2020. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's it'd the, be, that should be the thing. It'd be easier to say what they wouldn't do. Like they wouldn't try to be honest. They won't tickle us. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they will earthquake is fire. It's, uh, um, uh, hurricanes that form over land, you know, like I, I basically zombie pandemic, uh, alien attack, um, a laser shooting lemurs, um, you know, UFOs, rabies, rabies, UFO thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. UFOs. A lot of traction. It is. Um, uh, rabies infected bush babies. I mean, like literally anything, uh, murder hornets for real this time. They'll, they'll but they're going to be, Hey, don't count those out. Cause they have drones the size of those things too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They're like the size of mosquitoes too, like mm-hmm. even smaller, which yeah, is pretty don't scary. Count those out. Well, I'm going to play this. What, clip a, what an amazing play. time to be alive! I know, just enough time to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> they can try to dead us. But I know. Won't. Hey, look up. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. So I'm going to I'm going to play this clip real quick of uh, Matt Gates because it is inspirational. I mean, it, it, he did mm-hmm. point out some pretty phenomenal things. Um, actually, everything because they were remember. <laughs> Back in January, they made some deals that we will get you in, but you're required to do this, 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 and this, which he's done absolutely nothing. But I'll let Matt tell you. Right. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6 tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, You relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are eight months later and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. Power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review, programmatic analysis, and that would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad, targeted President Trump, or cut sweetheart deals 
for Hunter Biden. September 30th is rapidly approaching, and you have not put us in a position to succeed. There is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now. And it's not like we didn't know when September 30th was going to show up on the calendar. I must be better. You must be better. And this House must be better, for it is the last best hope for tens of millions of Republicans. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. Now, moments ago, Speaker McCarthy endorsed an impeachment inquiry. This is a baby step following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. We must move faster. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills are bust, votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. And let me alert the country, a motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. Yeah, well, great talking and all. Um, you know, I guess the next step will be uh, that written in a sternly lit written letter form passed off to <laughs> by Lindsey Graham. <laughs> yeah, passed on to Lindsey Graham. I mean, he was he was on point. Everything that he said, I completely agree on. But it's I also agree with all the corruption proof that's coming out from all the different states about the election and stuff. The problem is it doesn't go past your ears. You know what I'm saying? It's It's all like. It, 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 they sound great. I just want to see some action, man. Less chatter, more splatter. Let's get some stuff done. Picture this. If you if he doesn't get impeached, all right? But what he did... We have to look into that. I don't know for a fact, but I, I'm assuming that what he did is is criminal. Yeah. Okay. All right. At the very least, FARA violations, just like um, has those, just like they they tried to, to they try to get Mike Flynn, and they've gotten other people on the FARA violations. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's look at. I'm, I'm going to commit this from like a positive standpoint. So don't impeach him. No. All right. Don't impeach him. 
let him and everybody around him think that they've gotten away with it. If we believe that white hats or there's good people still in the in, within the you know the SES and the deep administrative state and all of that, which there are, so and Trump wins, all right. I'm not quite sure about the double jeopardy play. If he's impeached as president, can you convict him as a civilian? Um, but you can dang sure run and 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 clean house at the DOJ, flip yeah. the script, right? Put the people that you are supposed to be in there within the DOJ, very similar. And it's not weaponization, but it's actually going to, people are going to go do the work. Now you go after them and you can criminally hold them accountable. See, I'd rather see them. I'd rather see them hanging from a noose than getting it. I would rather that too. Right. And so with impeachment, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't, and what that happens with that, with the impeachment part is now you're going to have people say, if Trump wins, then uh, now he's just out for retribution. They're already saying that anyway. So a lot of what Gates was saying is really good in regards to McCarthy. The impeachment thing really, in my opinion, in the way that I feel about it, can isn't that big of a deal. What the House Republicans do need to be doing is not doing uh, the continuing resolution. Everything that Gates said sands, sands the impeachment part. You can still run the inquiries and use that to the power of, of uh, the subpoena power that the House has, yeah. judiciary and oversight to be able to put this out into the spotlight so that it, from a political angle, like they've all done before, that will help. But to build, really try to get somebody criminally liable, let, if the, and the election plays out, Trump wins, then you've got the better opportunity to actually go put something together that makes, makes it stick just the same way that they did the January six people, just the same way that they, that, um, and you can and you can you don't have to run it in D.C. You can put it in a, you can put it in any federal court that you want to. Durham had that had that option as well. So that opens up a whole myriad of things. Yeah. And then you can begin to go start putting people and hold them accountable that way. This is about public awakening. It really is. And, I mean, and it is. And I think that's some a lot of what Gates's speech was when he came to the came to the impeachment part. Um. And not just the awakening, but the but the but the convicting part. Now, a lot of they're all awake. Most of them are awake. Oh, yeah. Even the left, they're awake. They know what they did. They know who they voted for. Now you now you're into the con- personal conviction component of that. Are you really going to stick with that, or are you not? Yeah, exactly. You have choices. Choices that be made. I mean, even Ben Stein sees what's going on. You know, Ben Stein's in Bueller. 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 Yeah, yeah, but he's a good Bueller. economist. He's a, he's a smart dude. Bueller. No, he's really smart. He's actually a genius. He's like like really smart. Um, but he sees what's going on too. And I've got a clip right here. I'm going to play real quick. It's like 50 seconds of him, um, like really pointing out, like sounding like us, which is awesome. A few days ago, I awakened to see on my dining room table a whole bunch of newspapers about President Trump, former President Trump, being indicted for what to me seemed like the phoniest charges I've ever seen in my life. He is the former president of the United States. He won tens of millions of votes in the last election. It is not at all clear that he's done anything that in any way endangers the national security. And yet he is being indicted and has the possibility of spending the rest of his life and several other people's lives in prison. I think we're now in an occupied country, mm-hmm. very reminiscent of Paris under the German occupation. Scary. Hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, he wasn't holding back, man. And he's dead right. We we are an occupied country right now. There's no question about that. We've been discussing this for a long time. Um, and the occupation just gets worse and worse and worse because other than the cheating in the elections, the fake president that got pulled into office um, that didn't deserve that win, them going after political opponents and all that, we get the health organization, CDC and so forth. So, you know, you guys thought that uh, Fauci was bad. Man, this, uh, what, is, I don't even know her name. Dr. Tam? The new one? Yeah, the new one, the the Asian-looking woman. This woman may be worse, man. She'd that's be, the you the, that's the one up in Canada. Yeah, the Canadian woman right? up there in Canada. Yeah, right. yeah, this is up the in Canadian Canada. health minister. Yeah, yeah. Um, so federal health officials and Doctor Tam today, five year olds should get two doses of the new Moderna COVID vaccine, regardless of previous numbers of doses. Yeah. Six months old should get one dose of the new vaccine. Wear a mask during respiratory virus season, even if you aren't sick. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Here comes it's not even stupidity. Yeah. It's not stupidity. It is pure tyranny. No, it's it is pure, pure tyranny. evil. Once again, occupied countries. Um, mm -hmm. And they will push this on there. And then and Canada's a little worse than here. Um, Canadians, man, God, man, I wish they could go get their guns back. Oh, um, no we may have to come up there and help our Canadian families. Um, it's the only thing that's saving us right now. Um, well, we got done with the show last night, um, after hours music, we went out and the first thing we saw on television, love Kentucky. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Gun commercial on TV. Yes. Like we are, <laughs> our guns are 50% off. Like they're, they're like, I'm going to, I don't care about making money. I just want to make sure everybody's armed. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was a Henry gun, right? No, these were the yeah, Henry, Henry repeating rifle. Yeah. This, no, this wasn't the Henry rifle. This, oh. These were those little, um, oh, those the, uh, revolver, like super yeah. guns i don't know what they were called man like the rampage something or something. It had a really cool name but, but then wasn't henry after that yeah henry commercial came on after yeah, that those are cool i've been looking at the i've been looking at the backpack rifles yeah those are neat mm -hmm. those are those awesome. are cool yeah the 22 backpack rifles are really not that expensive and if you guys don't know what those are they literally unscrew the butt of the gun of the stock you can pull the back of it off and all the pieces of your gun fit inside of that so you can literally store this rifle in a backpack it is yeah, awesome so, you know, just more tyranny. The tyranny is going to get worse every single day. Um, you know, then we've got uh, more craziness in the world. I mean, Scripture talked about all this stuff, the lost generation. We talked about that a little bit last night. Um, yeah, listen to this, guys. Like, go ahead and get your tissues ready. I don't know. It's not sad. It just makes you want to cry listening to it. Um, you thought that the, uh, the pronoun thing was oh. already bad, like, Listen to this one. Try to under try to hang in here and understand what she's saying. Um, I know you're confused by Pastel's pronouns, so I'll explain. Pastel uses they them pronouns as well as a neo pronoun set that goes paint, paints, paint self. Pastel uses these pronouns because they feel like they reflect paint's personality and their interests, and they like being referred to as that because it feels like a reflection of paint self. <laughs> Paint. P-A-I-N-T. So, uh, you know, I thought it was crazy that people were associating as wolves, cats, and unicorns. <laughs> you know, like that was weird. But now people are, you know, and then what does it get even deeper? No, 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 no. Don't, I'm not just paint. I'm blue paint. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pink paint. Don't mispromile me. 
I'm, I'm black paint. I mean, like, what kind of? You know how many? Do you know how many boomers who lived through the '60s are like, no, you can't be talking this way if you're not on acid. Yeah. No, see, that's the. At least way. we had a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We sounded. We sounded crazy because we were like. We were high as could be. We were high, yeah. On LSD, exactly. Like, this is just pure insanity. It is. It is. This is just... We have excuses. Yeah, don't miscolor me, exactly. Yeah, you can't use paint colors because that's racist. Um, Now, that that will be what they come up with. Be like, how dare you? I'm not pink paint. Do I look like pink paint to you? I'm blue paint. I want to be pink paint. Don't miscolor me. (laughs) <laughs> What's the color for dork? Right. You're a dork Poor paint. Losers. Oh yeah, man. Oh, God. God, please come back. Take care of this problem. I just I, my mind is blown every day. I see something new that I just I have to listen to a couple of times just to make sure that I I actually heard what I was saying. Then I pinch myself, making sure that I'm not dreaming of this horrible stuff, and it just gets crazier by the day. Um. Ugh. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. I guess I'll just carry it over into here. So um, this guy, I believe, is running for office in, oh, yeah, for Senate. Mark Lamb, um, Arizona, mm-hmm. is running. Um, oh, Sheriff Lamb. Yeah, Sheriff Lamb. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. today he was calling out um, Director Ray. So mm-hmm. awesome. Hey, folks, Sheriff Lamb here. So I was reading this article on CNN Politics. Not that I read this website. Somebody actually sent it to me, but I found the headline interesting. FBI Director Ray warns of numbers of Russian spies in the U.S. We have been shouting from the rooftops about the amount of people coming across the southern border. There have been 3,900 Russians come across since October of last year through the Yuma sector alone. I think the number is higher now. And not to mention all the other special interest countries. Now, Director Ray would have been on top of this if his agency and the FBI wasn't going so hard after the American citizen. So my message, and I think the message that all Americans want to send to the FBI and Director Ray is stop going after the American people and focus on what your true job is, which is protect us from national threats uh, like this. And that starts at the southern border. So here's a little hint. Focus on that, Director Ray. God bless everybody. Uh, That's awesome. Arizona will live. He's a good sheriff because he's awesome. Yeah, but. um, He can probably do more where he's going to be going. Yeah, hopefully he can get back in there. You know, hopefully he can get a sheriff that's as good as him to get back in there so that Lamb can become a senator. I, well, I don't even know, man. The, the, The temple needs to fall. I don't even, I don't even care about elections anymore. I'll get out and vote. I will. Um, Just to make the mark, but like, I just have no faith in these elections, but I'm his also endorsement will help. His endorsement will hold a lot of weight. It, yeah. But I'm also willing to stand in a line for 30 minutes. You know, it's not that much time out of my life not to, you know, vote, but I just don't trust the system. And I still don't believe we're going to have a 2024 election, but <laughs> so, um, Conley, do you, you know who Owen Schroyer is? Um, Infowars. Uh, yeah. So, Owen Troyer was sentenced to 60 days in prison for speaking out against the stolen election. He was literally telling people not to go into the Capitol, but he was doing everything that he was supposed to be doing and is now got 60 days in prison for speaking out against the stolen election. You know, 
we don't have a constitution anymore, man. We, we had the right, man. They, these, these Democrats get away with saying some of the most vile stuff you could ever think of, literally threatening people, um, stealing stuff, beating the crap out of people, shooting people, and then they get a slap on the wrist and let out of jail without bail. And then you get guys like Owen Schroyer, who was like, this election was rigged and ends up with 60 days in prison. Right, right. And he wasn't even there. And he wasn't even, yeah, well, he was, he wasn't at the Capitol building. He, he was in Washington though, I believe. Yeah, he was in Washington, but he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't at the Capitol. So. Yeah. Can't, you can't, you can't. And, and basically it's, you know, listen, a lot, it, it, this is, this is all good that it's happening. A lot of these are, all of these all go on appeal. Right. So we have that to deal with. Having said that it's tough to, it's tough to see and tough to watch, but it's it's all things that people get to disseminate to everyone else and say are you okay with this you're gonna have a lot of people say yes you have some that say no but man it, it makes you wonder where the where where we are headed in the top part of the ship and if it just doesn't break off because that's what dc is but you can you still have you have still much influence locally but yeah this kid was 60 days for speaking and saying don't go in or that the election was rigged that's there's so many free speech violations that have happened and occurred in relation to all the january 6th stuff it's sick yeah the dc is a septic tank and a leech field that's that's all it is yeah yeah it is it's, it's just it's it's you know it's sad but at the same time man we have we have allowed a lot of this stuff and we're kind of reaping that, but we have the opportunity to to fix it. Yeah, but we, we really to, do. It's like in my prayer tonight before the show, we need to come together to unify because one person isn't going to be able to run into this war and make that change. We need to come together to make that difference. And mm -hmm. you know, like what it's we need to go meet up in a coffee shop in a pub like the old days and yeah. discuss what we need to do. Then we need to do it. You know, but um, the greatest fighting force this world has ever known was created in a pub. Exactly, exactly. Ton Tavern, and I'm willing to go to that pub. Heck yeah! No, I'm not tell that to King David, but uh, I don't see any King Davids around here, Matt and Hev. <laughs> Nothing's getting done. We're we're what six years into this? Uh, yeah, longer. About six. Yeah, you know, like I said, it, it's it's we're this is where we're at right now. We're at the point where people who do, because there have been some people, Kui Griffin, there's been some people who have stood out individually and done something. And you figured that they would at least be a, a living martyr of some sort. You know what I'm saying? Where people are like, you can't do that to Kui Griffin. We love him. And then step mm -hmm. up and do something. But what happens is everyone instead gets scared, you know? And then they push out the Owen Schroyers and all these other people and throw them in the jail. January 6th literally keeping one everyone afraid so every one of those people that actually stood up and tried to do something ended up being in vain not entirely but i get, i see where i see your point not entirely in vain well no but, i mean because we still talk about yeah, it but, but you, you see what yeah, i'm saying there was a, there was a day where leonidas would have inspired people and to gather yeah. on the battlefield and go to war or, you know, the, the, the shot heard around the world, somebody killed and people are like, we can't have this. 
and then others are inspired to go out and, and do something. But like right. I said, they have played this game so well that they had people scared. And now the other people that are still willing to go out and do something are hesitant to make their move because they know that everyone else is just going to sit back and see what happens. Rather yeah, kind of. Yeah, and, I see your point there. Yeah. I think we should start small. We'll just bring out. We'll just bring back tar and feathery. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Hey, that's good for me. Mm -hmm. Tar and feather all the bad guys, and and let them walk around like with the scarlet mm -hmm. scarlet letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just tar and feather them. You don't have to go full inglorious bastard and, and and carve stuff in their forehead, oh, but you can dance your tar and feather. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we definitely need to start getting as loud as we possibly can. And, you know, that's the thing is I would be willing to hop on the horse and go in the world with a sword, but then I'm afraid that I'm going to end up being killed. And like two weeks later, no one's talking about it anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, womp, womp. they went on to the next. News. Yeah. They're on to the next news cycle, Yeah, which is what I'm about to do too. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, so. So this is crazy right here. I came across this one today um, was, you know, and this isn't even including like train crashes or any of this other stuff. This is just the high prices. The United States has experienced 23 separate billion dollar weather and climate disasters in the first eight months of 2023. This Thanks, Joe is Biden. the largest number since the recordings and history has began. That's big. Know yeah. Doing. <clears throat> That's big. No, it is. And this is like a combination of a uh, rocky hailstorm, central and eastern severe weather, California flooding, central and eastern tornadoes and hailstorms, central and southern severe weather, central severe weather, southern severe weather, Texas hailstorms, Hawaii firestorm, um, southern severe weather. Central and Southern um, severe weather, Central severe weather, Central severe weather. These are all different dates. Um, Northern winter storms, um, Central tornado outbreak, uh, Northeast flooding and North Central severe weather, Southeast severe weather, um, Hurricane Idelia, um, on and on and on. So we've got like everything from drought, flooding, hail, hurricane, severe weather, tornado outbreaks, wildfires to winter storm cold waves. Wait, yep. wait for this winter. Yeah, exactly. I know. Wait, wait until the winter time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Get some wood. Man, yeah, yeah. We fortunately, we, we fortunately, uh, Moonwolf chopped down a tree, so yeah. we got lots of wood right now. Yeah, we got a lot of wood. But yeah, oh yeah. But the good news, I guess, I got to come with some good news, right? Yeah. Um, the good news is that those AI android robots that were at the Chargers game were actually actors dressed as androids promoting a movie. Whew. Cause that was horrifying. I'm like going, man, they look too real. If you like, if you remember the mechanics from a man, they walk like humans. <laughs> they were creepy. They were creepy. Yeah, they were, but I feel it's a TV show. I think is what they're yeah. promoting. Yeah, it's called yeah. the creator. Yeah. So it's a mock at Jesus. It's a mock at God. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But I am relieved to find out that they were just actors pretending to be AI androids because the way that they moved around and walked, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup. No. Look at Except for the metal parts on the back of their head, but that could be easily um, taken care of. <laughs> I'll tell you what's interesting is the fact that they're coming out with a new show and it's not a movie. It's going to be a, it's going to be a television series that oh, yeah. 
is going to be very similar to Westworld, but more AI robotic type stuff. Yeah. So people are going to watch it, watch it, watch it. Not going to movie. We can watch it once and, you know, got to wait for it to come on again. This will be an ongoing series. Oh yeah. And true Patriot. Yeah. It is. The miracle workers is absolutely a market God. Like every, every version of that that they do is. Um, so just more calamity around this world. We've got, um, what flooding was it? Let me go down here to the bottom. So I think it was flooding in Libya. Yeah. Libya had flooding. So Libya floods wipes out a quarter of a city, thousands dead, um, up to 10, at least 10,000 are missing in Libya. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've got the, uh, Earthquake Morocco, Morocco earthquake. Yeah. With the death toll rises to 2,901. And that's not even mentioning the missing people that are involved in that. So yeah. I mean, it's all over the world. They're not just natural disasters. They're just trying to, you know, wipe everything out. They possibly can. Um, like I said, scary times, uh, you know, we've got, um, this one right here, blood and myrrh are coming from the Holy tomb of Jerusalem. Yeah. I don't, that's interesting. I know. Is that and some the video? Look at the. We'll have to send you. The video. Yeah, we'll have to make sure to get the video on into our uh, our kilted Christian. But yeah, so blood and myrrh coming from the uh, the tomb, and they're having to wipe it up constantly. But it's like seeping from underneath the tomb. It's just, yeah, we tried to find if this was a movie or a clip or anything like that, and couldn't. And I, I think this is. I think this was legit. I mean, it's like a handheld shaky camera thing. So. Um, and everyone wiping the blood away. So yeah, who's well, a new occupant? <laughs> exactly, Kit Kat. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, the giant dinosaurs caught on cam walking across the street, but I'm not quite, it looks pretty darn real, um, but people are getting really good at CGI. So we've talked about that before as well. Um, and this one right here, I'm going to play this one right here. So, and then we'll have a little conversation about it because Conley, you had mentioned uh, the UFO uptick and so forth. Yeah, apparently right. our government has been in contact with the Anunnaki and knows that they're coming back. Listen to the this. Anunnaki? The Anu they've Anu been talking to them? They've been talking to the Anunnaki. So I'll play this little video for you real quick. And uh, yeah, yep. UFOs, That's alien creepy. invasions, zombie pandemics, they're all coming. From people in the Pentagon that... The buzzword in the, in the secret of secrets in the Pentagon is uh, the Sumerian gods are returning. And that's what they're referring to, that whole area. Uh, uh, that Peter's wow. Can you repeat that again, just in case anybody missed it? The well, buzzword uh, in... In the Pentagon, in the, you know, the military circles that are in the know about the cover-up here, um, the, they kind of, in whispered tones, talk about the return of the Sumerian gods. And they're talking about the uh, what we would call aliens or fallen angels returning uh, into the Middle East, uh, into all silver areas. The Anunnaki. At that time, I didn't know. What do you but mean? We that? have been in touch with the Anunnaki. Okay. And are you aware of the Clark McClelland um, sort of testimony that talks about, you know, this very, very tall spaceman? That's, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So that, that was an Anunnaki, right? Say again? That was an Anunnaki. That was supposedly Clark McClellan always said that he saw this uh, very large, tall being inspecting a couple of our astronauts on television screen. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was well, if the beings he's talking of were almost like black Africans. Yeah. I Yes, um, the Russ's audio is pretty bad, but yeah. So there's multiple things that them talking about Pentagon, Anunnaki. Um, we, I, I think Matt and Head said it perfectly. This is the fallen angels, um, but they're yeah they're pushing this stuff. Uh, they're pushing this stuff pretty hardcore right now. So at the very least, you know we're going to be seeing the fallen angels. They're going to try to convince us that it's Anunnaki or space people. Because it doesn't involve God. And the last thing they want is people trusting in God. And they're like, whoa, look, fallen angels. Everybody's going to be like, God, Israel. Um, and that's not really good for their big plan. Because the mm-hmm. last thing they want is, is faith building. They're trying to destroy faith. But you also have people, um, sadly, they're like uh, Christians. They're like, oh, space people. Okay, well, I guess um, I was wrong about God. So it's going to have the reverse effect by putting these aliens out there when they're literally convincing people that they're looking at aliens because aliens doesn't necessarily fit into scripture as we know it, you know what I'm saying? But fallen angels do. So I guess be ready for that deception. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. With the Anunnaki. Yeah. I don't know if that's real or not too, um, truth, but yeah. Um, like I said, we're, the, the more and more of this stuff is being talked about, they're trying to get everybody on board. And this is where we start seeing like holograms in the sky and all that neat stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't fall for it. Like I said, if they try to do fake rapture, remember, if we're not looking at it at one time in the sky, it's not real. If you got to see about it on the news, it's not real. Nope. And then, yeah, I think that's going to cover it for the night. Other than a whistleblower alleges CIA offered officials money to change views on the COVID origins, which is not a big surprise either. Um, like I said, the, the truth's coming out bit by bit by bit. You've got uh, Kim Jong-un um, landing in Russia. So America's a little nervous right now about a little uh, a little financial deal. Um, Biden um, will veto this money that's promised, uh, or he wants, because he wants more money for Ukraine. So Republican bill with a massive boost to junior enlisted pay sparks veto threat by Biden so that Biden is going to veto this obviously. So we can keep that money and keep laundering it over to Ukraine. Um, so the world keeps turning, the corruption keeps getting worse. And, uh, we keep praying that this changes and that Jesus comes back and takes care of business. Other than that, we're going to go into the topic of the night. You ready for the topic? of the night, Tom? <laughs> Yeah, Cause, cause it's pretty much like what we've just been talking about anyway. Yeah, it, it is. It kind of, it kind of ironic, isn't it? Um, you know, mm-hmm. because we know that God uses questionable people, questionable events for his favor. And that's going to be kind of where we go through the week of this topic. And tonight I pick Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I haven't had, I've had not spelled out right alone yet. I've had to copy and paste it every single time. Um, that way, yeah, it's not a word that I'm never going to remember how to spell. Um, There's no shame in that. Game. I didn't even know there was a D in his name. <laughs> every time I sent it to Jeff, man, Jeff's probably laughing like, who is this? Ne- Nebuchadnezzar has a D in it and an H and a couple other letters that are completely missing from here and some that you added that don't even exist. <laughs> So, um, Nebuchadnezzar, who was the biblical king of men and beasts? So, one of the greatest kings mentioned in the Hebrew Bible, who is Nebuchadnezzar, um, 
was he the king of the Neo-Babylonian Empire? And some of the stuff that I've read were actually pretty interesting because I found out some stuff about him that I had not known. So King Nebuchadnezzar II is one of the greats in the history of kings, a unique character who exerted power and command. He was the eldest of the uh, Nabopolassar's two sons. So Nebuchadnezzar was a, war, a warrior king, according to um, the Louis Pryke, and he was the greatest military leader of the Neo-Babylonian Empire. He ruled from 605 to 562 um, BCE, and apart from being a warrior, Nebuchadnezzar endeavored to rebuild Babylon and establish religious worship. Throughout his reign, um, he cemented his kingship and then grew in strength. And was actually, you know, somewhat respected, even within scripture, being who he was. And Daniel was put into his life. And Daniel, you guys know, I love Daniel. He's one of my favorites. Um, was put in there in order to change his heart, to change his mind and attitude, um, interpret dreams and so forth. But who are these dreams coming from? Apparently, like, God was the one that was giving him the dreams. Um, you know what I'm saying? So why would God give somebody, Nebuchadnezzar, who was literally... Um, raising false idols and um, statues and stuff like this, uh, very similar to what we discussed last night of Apollyon um, or um, uh, Adonan or whatever the other name was for that, um, which was our Statue of Liberty and so forth. So the false god idols and so forth that he had put around Babylon. And then Daniel, who lived in this area in Babylon, was not from his land. Once again, we call it the land of affliction. So Nebuchadnezzar's military genius ranks him high among kings. As a crown prince, Nebuchadnezzar commanded an army along with his father in the mountains north of Assyria. He also served as an army commander in his father's place, and he defeated the Egyptian army securing control of Syria, although he played a major role in liberating Babylon itself. So, um, at a young age, his potential was clear, um, and his zeal for conquerations, extending Babylon um, domination, was recognized through his military conquest. After his father's death in August 605, Nebuchadnezzar was crowned king. Afterward, he continued to conquer nations and establishing to establish his authority. So, he conquered Assyria, Egypt, Judah, but his most famous conquest was that of Jerusalem which is recorded in the Bible. Some refer to him as a ruthless, cruel king who destroyed Jerusalem and forced the Jewish people into exile. It is reported that Nebuchadnezzar's destruction of cities was so fierce and the fires were so hot that they turned to limestone uh, or to, they turned the limestone buildings into lime. Nebuchadnezzar's conquest made him one of history's greatest kings having turned um, his empire into a powerful force. So, um, other than that, you know, he was one that we knew of um, dealing specifically with Daniel because this is where Daniel was living when he was thrown into the lion's den. Um, this is also where Daniel, on multiple occasions, ended up proving um, ended up proving to Nebuchadnezzar that the Hebrew God was the God of gods. Um, and, you know, once again, God... It seems like from what I've gathered, there was a little bit of respect for who he was, even though he wasn't good, because once again, God gave him dreams in which Daniel would interpret for him. So Nebuchadnezzar and religion. Um, uh, according to the Bible, King Nebuchadnezzar 
had a strong religious beliefs in the book of Daniel from the old Testament. It is stated that King Nebuchadnezzar had magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and fortune tellers who worked for him. So he was very um, old age pagan. Um, and you know, focused on false idols rather than the God of gods or our father in heaven. So Daniel two, two, the King summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers. Um, these people were deemed to be skilled in both natural and supernatural arts. So King Nebuchadnezzar took counsel from these men. He believed that the gods could help him rule. However, there was one man, an exile from the Hebrews named Daniel, who suppressed or surpassed all of the king's magicians. And once again, this was God taking Daniel and putting him into his land of affliction so that he could actually make him change into the heart um, and uh, of Nebuchadnezzar, who ultimately repented and ended up accepting um, our father as the king of kings. So Daniel had a very strong influence on King Nebuchadnezzar's religious beliefs. So in the Bible's version of events, Daniel's God ultimately proves to be the supreme God above all ancient gods. And Nebuchadnezzar came to rely on the God of Israel, Daniel's God, after demanding that the magicians tell him what he had dreamed of and what his dream was about. In the biblical story, they all failed to do so, except for Daniel, who explains to the king that only his God could accomplish this task. Daniel both tells the king about his dream and interprets it. And this is in Daniel 2, 24 through 49. So um, Daniel's um, had his dreams interpreted by the angels. So remember is that these visions and dreams that Nebuchadnezzar had could only be interpreted from um, one of God's people because it came from God. It wasn't just the dreams or any of these ancient gods that were given him these visions. They were given by God in order for Daniel to be able to interpret these and uh, along with the angels. So he had a big impact on Nebuchadnezzar. So according to the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar had more visions from God than any of the other ancient heathen kings. He even saw messengers or angels of God, and his kingship was full of vision and demonstrations of God's miraculous power. So God had been working on him and through him for a while no different than any of us at our worst times. God was still with us, still believing in us, still patient with us, and still having us work for him as well as him working in our lives, getting us ready for where we are today. So, for example, in one of the story, King Nebuchadnezzar creates a 60 cubit by 60 cubits golden image of himself for worship. Three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are thrown into the furnace for refusing to worship the statue. Nebuchadnezzar sees the deliverance of the three Hebrew boys, and although he orders the furnace um, should be made seven times hotter than normal, he sees an angel in the furnace with the boys. And we don't, it wasn't an angel, it was Jesus. Um, I don't know if that's up for debate, because um, I, I've, I, for some people it seems to be, because they were just saying that they saw an extra person in the furnace, um, and it could have been an angel, but I believe it was Jesus. Like, do, what are your feelings on that? Because it doesn't specifically say it was Christ. No, it doesn't. But who else would it be? It could have been. That's, that's the way. That's my thought on it. Yeah. Who else would it be? Yeah, I, I think it was Jesus um, ahead of time. You know, before he was even born. And that, but I have had people try to argue with me, and it's like, well, it doesn't say it was Jesus. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess it could have been an angel, but I think it was Jesus. So. 
However, the greatest encounter King Nebuchadnezzar has as the Israelite God is when he boasts of his mighty power, equating himself to a God. A voice from heaven informs him that God has stripped him of his royal authority, and God shifts from speaking to him through dreams and communicates with him through a voice from above. So he directly has communication with them rather than just in dreams. He actually speaks to him. Um, this is what I decreed of you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from the people and will live with wild animals. You will eat grass like an ox. Seven, time, seven times will pass for you until you acknowledge that Bustai is sovereign over all kingdoms on the earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. And I believe seven times is seven years. And then, which is also why he's called the, uh, what the king of man and beasts, you know, because like I said, he was forced to live with the animals. And this is in Daniel 4, 31 through 32. So Nebuchadnezzar lives like an animal for seven years. Unlike any other king to live on earth, he rules over men and beasts, experiencing both the human and the animal kingdom ways of life. So, um, which I find to be pretty interesting as well. The encounter or experience was the one that had profound impression on him. And he acknowledges the Hebrew God is the highest in the Bible. He writes to the nations and people, every language throughout the earth. It is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the most high God has performed for me. How great are his signs how mighty his um, wonders, his kingdom as an eternal kingdom, his dominion endures from generation to generation. And that is Daniel 4, 2 through 3. So Nebuchadnezzar, king of men and beasts. Um, Nebuchadnezzar's royal authority was so great that in the Bible, even heaven acknowledges his greatness. So Nebuchadnezzar has a vision of a tree. Um, Daniel 4, 1 through 27, but he learns the tree symbolizes himself. Nebuchadnezzar's greatness strength had grown so much that it reached the sky. His dominion had extended to descent parts of this earth. He had most become the king of the world. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar's dominion grew so much that he was like a God and he thought of himself to be a God who ought to be worshiped. He boasted of his glory his power was great and spread to the rest of the world. He was a king of humans and beasts, but God had to put him in his place and use Daniel to do so on multiple occasions, especially in the lion's den was kind of his first little, hmm, what's going on here? How did this happen? And then eventually, what was it? The, uh, I believe it was, was it a golden calf or a golden cow that he had built? And they would leave um, food and stuff to this every single night. And then the food would be gone the next day. And Daniel was the one that ultimately ended up proving that it was his magicians and some of those other people that were sneaking into this back door in a room, eating all the food. And then mm. once he proved to him that it was the men that had been deceiving him, um, that was kind of his big, big move towards um, discovering God as, as the Hebrew God is like the ultimate God of God. So according to Daniel, the, pro uh, the prophet Daniel, the God of heaven gave King Nebuchadnezzar authority over men and animals. Your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you um, dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands, he has placed all mankind and beasts of the field and the birds in the sky. Wherever they live, 
He has made you ruler over all of them. And this is in Daniel 2, 37 through 38. Um, so other than the, the visions um, that Daniel had had where, you know, like I said, where Daniel was not Daniel having visions, but Daniel interpreting these visions, um, multiple instances, you know, he had a great impact and a great, um, I don't know, a great following. People were like, listen, the people knew who he was. So ultimately imagine a king who considered himself a god, putting up false idols all around the land, getting people to worship these false idols, all of a sudden getting put in his place by our Lord Almighty, and then coming around and going, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Repenting Mm -hmm. for what he had done and admitting that our God was the God of God. So imagine the impact that that would have on those people that were worshiping the false idols. You know, someone that they respected and, you know, and had been following him for a long time, probably turned themselves around as well. You know what I'm saying? So we had the influence to do that. So it's a great example um, of God using very questionable people to serve his will and to wake other people up. And um, here in a couple, in a little bit, um, I think maybe tomorrow or the next day, we're going to go over Habakkuk. Am I saying that correctly? Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Um, Mm -hmm. he is involved in this as well, which is very interesting because I was going to go over his story in general, but it was him who was summoned by God to bring food to Daniel and the lion's den. So I just found that to be interesting that two of the people that I was kind of reading up on and trying to, you know, look at as these examples of God using questionable people to perform his will were tied into each other um, in the story of Daniel. Like I said, he was the one that was summoned by God to actually bring food to Daniel in that lion's den. And you like know, in this case, though, Nebuchadnezzar actually repented. No, he did. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar and, did. Yes. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar actually repented. And so it wasn't just the impact of God using somebody, you know, that was bad and using it for good. He did do that. And then look at how much even more gooder it became because the guy who was bad ended up repenting. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like I said, is ultimately, you know, what kind of impact, why would God have used this is mm-hmm. like I said, imagine him who was so adamant about him being right, him being godlike, and so forth, changing the hearts of the other people that had been listening to him forever. So it was like a, a multi lesson for a lot of different people, but you're right. He, he did repent where some of the other ones did not. Some right. of the other questionable people that he used never did, never repented. So that was a pretty big deal. And he was tyrannical. But like I said, as God knew who he was, God knew, or probably knew, well, definitely knew where he would be at, at later on in his life when he did end up repenting. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I guess the reason that we're talking about this is because there's a lot of really bad people that we talk about in the news on a daily basis. We've talked about a bunch of them just here tonight. Um, we have to be more patient than I am some days because God can turn anyone's heart around. You may be the Daniel for someone else. Like you, you don't know, like we don't know what kind of influence or inspiration we have to other people. We have no idea. So you could very well be a Daniel for somebody else's Nebuchadnezzar at some point in this life and change that heart. Like Conley may be the one that, that turns Pelosi around. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I know we 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 laugh. Yeah, exactly. 
A bottle of vodka, water disguised as vodka. I'm going to be her um, vodka dash guy. Exactly. Just fill the vodka bottle with holy water, and she'll either burn up or repent. (laughs) Yeah. It would be one of those That That would be something, me converting Pelosi. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, though, is that, like, everyone, you know, we have full faith in God. And having full faith in God is knowing that God can use any one of us to make the biggest change ever. You don't have to be an army to make change. You know, and that's one thing we were talking about earlier. It's like, which more people would get up and do something, you know, and it can ultimately, it can come down to one person. It can come down to a Daniel. It can come down to a David. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But, sure but, but the impact of what they did has to resonate with the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, it has no impact. So, you know, and I've said before, you know, we don't know how many people we impact or how many people we truly wake up. You may wake up that one person that starts the revolution and then that's a pretty big deal. You know what I'm saying? We may not be the one to do it personally, but we may be the one that influences. It's like, I always use the analogy of like, who's, who's the one that should be re- um, recognized more? Jimi Hendrix or the one who taught Jimi Hendrix how to play. You don't hear about that. You know what I'm saying? You hear about Jimi right. Hendrix, but you don't hear about the guy that taught Jimi Hendrix how to play. And and that's the thing, though, is that he is just as important in the music that was created by Jimi Hendrix as Jimi Hendrix was, because if Jimi didn't know how to play the guitar, we would have never heard him play. Um, so I always use that example. Is you, you never realize, you know, because so many people are caught up. We talked about the Anons multiple times. Um, you know, you've got the anons that are out there that just want to get information out, but then you've got the anons that want to get the information out with their name attached to it. They want to be the ones remembered in the history books, you know, like, like what they're doing isn't important enough. And our mission for God, there's nothing more important than than our mission for God. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if it's a Conley or a Joseph or a living or a truth Patriot or a Matt and have, or a uh, uh, Mary flight work, Mary, it doesn't matter whose name's attached to it. It's the works that we do for God, because we will be recognized by God just by making it in the heaven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Repenting, doing good. Um, God doesn't require to do anything more than repent and accept him into us. Already ask us to spread the, the gospel from nation to nation. But as Christians, we should want to, and we shouldn't want to do it for clout, for recognition, we should purely do it because we love God and we love God's children because we love God. Add Makes sense to, to me. Yeah. Makes sense to you, Conley? Makes sense to me. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. You, know, you may not be talking to somebody that's going to be changing the world, but you could be changing somebody's world. Yeah. You know, see, and that's be changing somebody's world. That's the thing is we, we have, uh, we, we don't understand size. You know, we think that what we need to do is bigger and better, but what is bigger and better? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you were just to reach out to one person and be like, do you know, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? You've done like the greatest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? That to me, that's like a hero of heroes. A hero isn't necessarily running somebody running into a house and pulling someone out of a fire. A hero is just someone who's courageous enough to love God enough, to have faith God enough, to not be embarrassed or shy or afraid to go out and spread that word and and introduce that one person. Um, 
introduce that one person to Christ, that one person to God. Because like I said, that person, that one kid that you introduce to Jesus may end up being like one of the greatest evangelists that ever walked across this earth, building some of the biggest revivals that you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You know, so like what a pretty big deal that is. Yep. And all you didn't do it because, you know what I'm saying? You wanted to be recognized. You, you know, like I said, there's only one book that should ever matter that our name is in. And that's the book of life. Nothing on this earth, no treasure, no nothing. None of that stuff matters because all of our treasures are stored in heaven here on the earth. And it, it's, it's difficult. They, because every time you, you break the chains, the, the, sl the slave shackles of, of what this world provides for us in ways you suck right back into it. Um, and it's difficult for everybody. I mean, it's like, I don't think any of us don't ever go to that because the, once the devil sees how stern you or how, how strong you are in your mission, he's going to do everything he possibly can to put a little bit of weakness into you, mm -hmm. you know, to, to pull you down. He's going to throw the, the, the harder sins at you. You know what I'm saying? You know, knowing that it's going to be difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, it does, it comes down to humility, letting go of the ego, um, doing things for God, not for yourself, you know? And, uh, I've, I've had that lesson taught to me, man. God had to pull me down. He had to pull me down and pull me away from the, uh, sports broadcasting and directing that I was in, yep. you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because I was looking at things the wrong way. And, uh, I appreciate it today. I, I, whoa, I appreciate it today. You know, I've never been happier in my life, you know, but I wouldn't have realized how happy you can be serving God and doing God's work if I hadn't have been pulled down from the ego pedestal of uh, entertainment, you know what I'm saying? And nobody gets into entertainment because they love entertainment. No. <laughs> right. Right. And hmm. I don't count this as entertainment. This isn't entertainment. This is a collaboration of people talking about God on a podcast, but you know what I'm talking about. You don't go into making movies um, because you love doing it. I love doing it, but at the same time, I also love bragging about what movies that I worked on. You know, saying or, you know, whenever or telling the whole stories of who I knew and who I hobnobbed, like none of that stuff matters. And like I said, you had to be pulled away from it in order to understand sometimes. But God's always there at the right time to do so. So, Conley, do you have anything you want to add before I go into prayer? And uh, then we're going to do uh, some Disco 2000 music here for the next 30 minutes until, <laughs> until Podbean boots me off. Don't forget. Don't forget. It's one person. One person. That's your task and purpose. Yeah. One person. One person. Yeah, one person. And it may turn into two. May it may turn into many, but it's one person at a time. Exactly. Small goals, big accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, you know, we do make fun and we make lie to people um, and what they're doing here. But, you know, you actually <laughs> kind of went off on the joke with me and Pelosi. But it, it, it can be something very much like that. It, 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 it really can be. And, and I think if you, if you're a person that says, no, that's not me or no, I can't do that. Or I don't see myself doing that. Then seriously, honestly, probably have a reevaluation and spend some time with God because why are you, who are you to limit what God can do in you? Yeah. Yeah. That's not something you can, you get to do. You don't get to limit. You can, and sometimes you will. But you're wrong if you're limiting what God can do in you. That's just Satan telling you the other stuff. No, exactly. It's 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 like the whole word, you know, I always go back to my Yoda analogies, but the try, try not, do or do not. Mm -hmm. 
know what I'm saying? Like if God sends you on a mission, don't be like, well, I'll try. Yeah. Because literally the word try automatically limits your confidence mm -hmm. in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, if God sends you on something, who are we to decide what we can and can't do if God sent us on that mission? I'm going to do it. Never limit God. Never God, limit God. God can take a David to slay a giant. You know what I'm saying? And there's just like, and many, many other examples like that. But Conley, great conversation, brother. Um, like I said, we're really getting good. into a couple of more here over the, over the next couple of days, just because uh, I just find these examples to be pretty exciting because, you know, one thing that I have trouble with, and I've said before, and I, you know, I think we've, we've discussed it. I know Steve um, Cusick feels the same way. Sometimes it's hard to pray for your enemies. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially mm -hmm. when you're watching all the, the tyrannical and evil things they do. And then, they they one up it every single day. It's like they they do something more. And you're just like oh, it just gets so disgusting. But we don't have to have faith in them. We have to have faith in God, and and have faith that God can turn that heart around. So praying for them, never giving up on people, never. You know what I'm saying? There, there. Trust me. There's been some family I've wanted to walk away from. There's been some friends that I've wanted to walk away from because they just you know Conley's got a couple of that he calls the the. Uh, Fagalus, <laughs> the yeah. Fagalus, um, you know what I'm saying? But you've hung in there and sure. you haven't befriended them. And the thing is, though, is that one day they may be resilient. They may fight you, you know, every part of the way. But one day, one day, God's going to put that wisdom in your mouth. It's going to come out at the right time. And it's going to change the lives of these people that have been so resistant against God and against truth. Yeah. And it's that well, how do I answer that? How, how do you answer to God for that? For walking away? Hey, you see, exactly. You, when, Who, who's worse at that point? Yeah. You know what? Oh, well, I'm just going to walk away. What, what's worse? The person that doesn't know that does what they do, not understanding or knowing, or the person that does know and stands by and does nothing? Right. There's a lot more responsibility. I mean, you can look at his responsibility. There's a lot put on us. Because the lot's required of us. But who's requiring it? Yeah. God. Exactly. Which means that we yeah. can fulfill anything and we have the ability to move mountains. We have the ability to change Pelosi's and shifts. We and have the ability to do that. Now, do we have the desire? I don't know. We gotta, that's we that's have to, what we're just talking about with God. We have to define that. We have to find that desire. <laughs> we can spend a lot of time in prayer. That's a lot of time in prayer. Yeah. Um, a lot of coffee, um, <laughs> a lot of reading Jonah, a lot of, a lot of shows, a lot of punching holes in walls on occasion. Yeah. Reading Jonah. Um, yeah, it takes a lot sometimes, but like I said, Heck, read Moses, just read Moses too. Oh yeah. Read Aaron, read about them. I know. Always, I Moses is like, I can't do this. I always picture when I read these, when I, when I read, um, you know, scripture and the stories of scripture, um, my, my mind is very vivid and I picture in my head. Um, exactly how it went down and the words that weren't written in scripture, like Moses coming down from writing on the tablets and going, guys, I was gone like 10 minutes and you've already got cows and you're hooking up with each other's wives. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You just, uh, mm. that's why, that's why we pray at the end of every show. Yes, kids. We do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of the trouble we cause. <laughs> Exactly. And then, you know, ultimately too, before I get into prayer is remembering that we are all God's children. 
There's not yeah. 12 gods no. that are and each one's in charge of a different religion in this world. There's one God. And one of the greatest deceptions ever was throwing religion into the mix because it divided everybody. If we have let religion out of it and focused on the savior, mm-hmm. focused on the spiritual relationship with our father, we wouldn't be warring over each other. No. You know, so it's a matter of just re- never, ever forgetting that. Cause I still see people that are like, well, you're going to hell cause you're this or you're that. And it's like, no, they're still God's children. They still have a chance to come around, mm-hmm. you know? And at the same time, like I'll never hate on anybody because if we're going into a war against the devil, I don't care what faction of religion you are. I will fight right next to you to, de- to defeat that same enemy that we're going up against. So anyways, Everybody, if you would please bow your head, we will get into a little bit of spiritual warfare, and then we will go into some music for the, at least until Podbean kicks me off. So everybody, please bow your head. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for bringing us all together and blessing us with this extra day. And if you see it fit, dear Lord, let us have another day tomorrow and let us utilize it the best way that we possibly can. Continue to speak to us, Father, and give us the answers that we need. Just give us a little friendly sometimes just on those days where we have doubt or just got that quick little reminder that you were here and you were always here with us, each and every one of us every single day. Dear Lord, don't let us divide, not by culture, not by color, not by religion, not by anything. Dear Lord, let us come together in unity, dear Lord, under your heavenly name and serve you in the great ways, dear Lord. We've got a common enemy right now, and that is the devil, the fallen angels, whatever they want to call them. They're about to deceive the world more than we've ever been deceived. And we've seen a lot of deception over these last like six or seven years um, throughout our life, but even worse in these last couple of years. So Father, I ask for discernment, more and more discernment every day and more and more wisdom so that we can sift through all the deception and see the truth. Dear Lord, lift that veil up a little bit more every single day and shine a light on the deception so that we can see it. Allow our hearts and our souls to open eyes, dear Lord, so that we can see the war that's going on all around us and not just the deception of the politics that's taking place in front of us. Let us see who the enemies are. Let us see who our allies are, dear Lord, and let us have no question about that because it's becoming harder and harder for us to understand and who's on our side and who's not than it ever was before. But we knew that we were going to be involved in the great deception, not a little deception, not a kind of deception, but the great deception. And it would be hard to decipher. But Father, as we get closer to you and we build our faith more and more, we hope to have that understanding and that wisdom to be able to see what others can't and hopefully help other people's eyes to what we can see. But Father, let us build our faith, but not focus just on ourselves. It all starts at home. We have to be healthy before we can heal. So Father, let us be healthy through that relationship that we have with you. Let us build our faith and then let us move on over and help other people find that same thing that we have. Let us never be ashamed of our past of the stories that we had, dear Lord, because some of those stories have the more power than anything else that we could ever do to help someone wake up. Many people like myself felt hopeless and not worthy of you, Father. And if I still felt that way, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm not perfect by any way, by any means, dear Lord, but I strive for, for be better person every single day as all of us do. Dear Lord, we are working. You understood that we are problematic. You understood that we were sinners, dear Lord, and you sent your son here to be crucified on that cross so that we had a chance to get into heaven, dear Lord. But let us never forget. Let us never have a day go by. We don't repent for our wrongdoings, for our sins. And to pray to you, Father, and thanks for all that you blessed us with, the food, the shelter, 
the the safety, the loved ones that we have in our lives, dear Lord. Let us be happy with what we have, but let us be even more thankful for what you bring to us. Let us thank you for the prayers that you've answered, and let us thank you for the prayers that you're going to answer. Dear Lord, let us always just be reminded that you have chosen us to be here for this moment, and to sit back and do nothing is to waste what you have given us, this opportunity, dear Lord, to fight in this battle against evil. Dear Lord, let us all rise to the occasion. Let us hone in the skills that you have given us our whole lives, dear Lord, for this very, very moment. Dear Lord, this machine that you have built requires every one of us. If one of us doesn't complete our mission, none of us do. So, dear Lord, let us all come together. Let us help one another. Let us root each other on. This isn't a contest to see who can do what better, to see who saves the most people, dear Lord, who heals the most people, who moves the most mountains. None of this is about that, dear Lord. This is about serving you, spreading that gospel, building our army bigger and bigger every day, and just appreciating every little opportunity that you've given us. Dear Lord, I ask as we come closer and closer to Bards Fest, which is going to be taking place here in Kentucky, that you just let things go smoothly. Dear Lord, hold off any of the chaos as much as possible until everybody is home safely and get everybody here safely, dear Lord, so that we can come together and pray. In a large prayer, all of us together, dear Lord, praying for the same things, and that is changing this world. That is a bigger army, dear Lord, full of people that love, worship you, and have the relationship with you. That's waking up the lukewarms, dear Lord. That is fighting against evils and removing demons from people, dear Lord, as we see more and more of this every single day. It's becoming more apparent. But dear Lord, thank you for giving us the patience that you have to this point, dear Lord, but I ask that you just give us a little bit more patience every day so that we can continue to pray for our enemies and bring them over to our side, to love those that have hated on us, to open up our arms for hugs, dear Lord, to those people that have turned their backs on us and said ill things against us. Because dear Lord, as Christians, we are also forgiving people. We don't have to forget, but we do forgive. We don't have to love the sin, but we are always meant to love the sinner, dear Lord. So never let us forget that. Never let us hold grudges. Always let us do everything as peace and information as long as we can do everything through prayer. But Father, if it comes to a time where we need to pick up the rocks and draw the swords, let us not hesitate. Let us have the courage to walk in this battle and serve you in any way that you need us. Heavenly Father, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. 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 Right on. Right on. Right on. Well, Conley, man, I know you've been a busy one today. You you did a a, bit. a total of what three hour shows between your show and this one, mm -hmm. and sure actually have. a little bit longer than that because we always go over. Um, but I <laughs> do not see. Let me see. I'll be check. I don't. Oh, Ten twenty two. I don't believe is is. I don't believe that uh, Scott is doing a show this evening i don't see him pop up matter of fact the last show that popped up was oh look at that the conley um <laughs> so uh who's that guy yeah exactly who's that guy who's he who's oh, he? what's he doing okay so nikki did post that there was no shows tonight so um we'll do our little log out as normal and we will um hit you guys up with some music for at least the next 20 minutes because i get a two-hour slot because once again i am too cheap to go for the expensive pod <laughs> i just have the the one where they give me two hours and then they shut me off rudely so um, i'll play some music and if we disappear in the middle of the song it wasn't because i don't love you guys it's because Podbean doesn't love you guys <laughs> that's right thanks joe Podbean. yeah joe thanks Podbean. joe Podbean. <laughs> putin Podbean.
Putin. Um, but Conley, brother, I love you, man. I'm always grateful that uh, that you came on. Um, I, I love having you on the show. Like I said, we started off as just me, and then it became the Kilted Christians. <laughs> it did. Cool. It did. It's always good. It's not bad. It, it's a. Uh, it's fun, man. It's just fun. And we're talking with all of our friends too, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. And that's a, that's a big deal. And, um, Podbean hadn't kicked us off. They haven't kicked me off. They can kicked you off. They haven't kicked me off of mine. Cause sometimes I say words that I don't say here. And, um, it's been, it's neat, man. I mean, what is that? I'm going to, I'm at 180. You're at what, what number are you? Um, 457. 400 i mean 457 and it doesn't even feel like it it's been that many no it doesn't i know it's no? just, it's yeah. i know i just i love it so much that it does it goes by pretty darn quick you know so true patriot asks, hey jim gonna wear a kilt at your wedding well i would happily loan him a kilt i just don't think my kilts are gonna fit the economy <laughs> yeah i don't think so he's I not a big so. dude but i'm a small guy so i mean you're, uh, <laughs> you're, you're wiry you're wiry wiry exactly um, and I'm texting, but fortunately, uh, all my kilts were like removed from the box, the moving yeah, box they were in, they're all hanging up and I got all my kilts out again. High five. <laughs> yes. He's got all of his kilts are hanging up like 25 of them. Yeah. She thought I was joking. I, you, I seriously thought he was joking. He has a ton of kilts. It's like, how many kilts do you have, man? <laughs> I've run out of hangers. We need to go buy more hangers. Right. I'm like, dude, needs more closet space than I do. And she's like, hey, 25 kilts and a pair of shorts. That's my guy. That's my guy. Somebody, somebody find like a pleated shower curtain or something <laughs> that doesn't have like SpongeBob on it. And I'll wear it. I'll wear it to his Hey, speaking of SpongeBob. Yeah. You guys have, you guys have a SpongeBob shower curtain there? Oh, nope. No. SpongeBob shower <laughs> curtains. <laughs> No, no SpongeBob shower curtains. Okay, good. We uh, we got a, a SpongeBob cup in the mail. Like but, literally came in a big box. And no one, no one, no, no names. No one. Third party um shipping, or a third party billing. Yeah. And it was a SpongeBob, a SpongeBob cup in a big box. We have no idea who sent it. So Some poor little grandchild was like, I didn't get my SpongeBob cup right? up there in Butte, Montana. Yeah, no kidding. It's so weird. It has no name on it or anything like that. It was in a box and it's just a little cup. I'd check it for microphones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I'm like, hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's I'm not saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> well, boy, they've got an ear full of funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just like, why can't those two put that? Freaking greenhouse together. We're not going to listen to them anymore. I know you should listen to me cook. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Boy, oh, they've been yeah. listening to me cook. They're probably like, hmm, I need to come over and have some of that. We had a, Ooh, we had a great dinner. Tonight. We had chicken pesto pasta Alfredo with prosciutto, sauteed yeah. prosciutto, garlic, and, uh, and sun-dried tomatoes mm -hmm. and uh, garlic rolls. Hey, Duncan's a fabulous cook, boy. He cooks good. Yeah, they always say don't never trust a skinny cook, but I, I'm not. I'm not bad. I'm not like a great chef, but I'm not bad. No, it was great. It was really. Well, great. you just kind of made my chicken seem pathetic. 
I just hey, use pepper. Well, good, man. It's about peas. time because usually, like, Conley sends me a picture of what he cooked, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> Mine just had peppercorn and uh, fresh garlic, and then I put lemon underneath it. Yeah. And oh, then no, white, and stuff. then, yeah, on the top of it, and then cloves. You and Scott are terrible about this. Like, I literally cook something. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be so tasty. And then right before I eat it, I get a picture of what they cooked. And then I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to eat this crap anymore. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Kesterson's up his barbecue game. He's, okay. he's done. He's, he sent me some stuff. He's like, I've, I've added coffee and some kind of, you know, tangeray. <laughs> you know like i thought that was gin he's like i did just because no it's he, he puts a whole he's he does some really cool stuff he does some really cool stuff and it looks good i don't know how it tastes but we're, we're gonna stay middle of the road when we're in kentucky what's that mean except for the peppers um you know ribs mm -hmm. we've got some good we got some good i have some good rubs some black cherry stuff that we'll put on there and they taste good but you know man it's just about how well they smoke good yeah. smokering decent we didn't put some barbecue sauce maybe some sriracha when we, we made some of that in yuba city barbecue sauce and sriracha so yeah. it's got a little heat yeah, and sweet good. you can glaze them that way and then um just simple stuff yep and then homemade 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 queso mac and cheese oh yeah how about that that's yeah, what we're gonna do we're we'll do that'll be our so That'll be our big thing. Well, I'll have to make sure to grab some of that food or somebody bring it over to my little nook on day. stage left where I'm going to be <laughs> kind of jammed over to the side the whole time. And occasionally no, I'll poke my hand out and wave <laughs> to everybody like, hey. We're getting styrofoam little bowls for you. Yeah. Awesome. But, yes. We can put, put them on my in. table and not the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Lord. <laughs> we look like Sanford and Son in my pickup coming back from on tuesday coming back from lexington so i'm gonna go to sam's so we gotta get all the pl paper plates hey if any of you guys have those coolers um like water coolers what are they, what are they called remember the orange coolers the igloos you know it's yeah. fine on the football field they, well, you guys, they're called what are those you know what i'm talking about yeah we could use some if y'all have any clean that are laying around, because we do need to, we didn't talk about that in the meeting yet, but we're going to need some so we can put drinks and water and stuff like that in there. Okay. I think I've like we do, you know what I'm talking about at Yuba City? Yeah. Yeah. Where the church had, we had like five of them. Yeah. I think I've got, oh yeah, you're talking, oh yeah, you're talking about the water coolers, the, uh, yeah, the lemonade those, coolers. Yeah. Because we put lemonade and tea and all that stuff. Yeah. Igloos. Thank you, Kit Kat. It, it, yeah. Yep, I will see. Those, those I, don't, I don't have one personally, but I will look around in my area next time we go. Well, I'm telling, I'm telling the fam here. Exactly. You know, For those of you that are flying in, in use one of your bags as an igloo. Yeah, would you? <laughs> <laughs> and you can, you can hand make some straps on it. Just call it a backpack. Yeah, exactly. call it a back and, and igloo. Just throw all your clothes inside of it. <laughs> it's we'll, a back we'll, igloo. We'll clean it out before you head back. And, and the, dry it exactly and steve cusick um, i will definitely do a show on god's dietary laws but i will not talk about not eating pork because i'd like to pretend that that one doesn't exist you know we're just we're eating the demons all right yeah exactly we're eating legion control we're, we're eating the demons. getting rid of legion that's all we're doing man mm -hmm. I, that's a tough one um although i would be able to um kick off bacon before i could kick off peanut butter peanut butter is like i'm glad that it does not say anything about thou shalt not eat goober grape because uh 
we'd have a we, that would be a tough one. That would be a tough one. I could I can I could probably I can get rid of Goober Grape. Bacon. Bacon bacon's there. It's okay. just there. So we need to look this up for Mary. Hold on, where'd it go? We need to see if the, the stars have any of this right here. See it? Verticelli. I don't even know if anyone around here would know how to pronounce that, much less know what it is. <laughs> Come on, Fermi, Fermicelli? Yeah, Fermicelli. Yeah, Fermicelli is just a real thin, it's a real thin... Um, it's a noodle. Yeah, a real thin noodle. But yeah, yeah Fermicelli with, with uh, it's, it's, you know, like spaghetti, you can have thin, you can have thin spaghetti, but it's a little bit thinner. It's, it's almost like um, angel hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you put that, put the put the chicken on top of that. We'll definitely with, with some Swiss. Yeah, we'll definitely look at that. But I think as fancy as it gets here is like pen A or angel. That's quite, that'll like, work. We're gonna get all fancy. Angel hair. Angel hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's critical to the dish, so we gotta look for that word. Hold on, let me screenshot. Yeah, screenshot that one. Yeah, and we'll look for you, Mary. And yeah, we gotta we go. go to store every other. Yeah, day we go to the store day. every other day. So, um, yeah, we're 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 like uh. <laughs> But, uh, like multi-day shoppers instead yeah. of like weekly shoppers. Yeah. We're, we, we, but we, you can always uh, find us in Lowe's and Fleming. Family yeah, you can always find us in Lowe's. Matter of fact, if you don't know where to find us, there's a good it's chance you'll find us in Lowe's. Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Tools. Or cursing under the greenhouse we're still trying to put together. <laughs> but it did rain today, so we took a break from that. Dude, all you need to do is tell the Amish it's like a barn raising but different. And you'll have that up in about 15 minutes. Yeah, they're going to be like, you didn't say it was one of them Ikea barns. <laughs> <laughs> Instructions written in crayon, and they're just pictures and no words. <laughs> but, well, once again, I want to thank all of you. Um, Livin, I love you. Conley, I love you, brother. Um, I know you're going to check out and go uh, walk your dog. So Yeah, uh, I'm going to go type on my dog. Yeah, you go type on your dog, brother. <laughs> Um, I love you, man. We will see you tomorrow you evening. Um, if you're feeling up to coming on, and I always hope you are. You bet. And uh, well, I'm going to do. I'm going to do another hour and a half on mine. Oh, awesome! If Kesterson's not doing his, yeah, yeah, we'll pick up an hour and a half. Awesome. Well, that sounds good, man. I may I may call into your show and and ruin it. I mean, I mean, Dude, I mean, you don't hi. ruin it when you call in. People, the kids love it. The kids love when you call in. Call in, call in, call in while you're putting the greenhouse on, dude. Oh, they're all. And and then I can change, I can change the, I can change the parental rating for that show. Um, Yeah. Do you have a? Wait a minute. Yep. Have one of these. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Well, I do. I'll just. (laughs) But we're not on any type type of delay. That's true, huh? Oh, you just have to guess that every other word's gonna be. uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh, this stupid greenhouse! You. No, I don't have one of those. I've got the I've got the cheap ones on Podbean that just kind of clap and say hooray. So I may hit that one every time you do it. Hooray! Hooray! The clap. There we go. It's even better. Even (laughs) that's good. Even better. I haven't figured out how to remove God voice. I always have to make sure that I'm hitting. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm very careful. I had to move him. I mean, because I. I can't get rid of God boy, so I moved it to the top and I moved the beat button to the bottom so there was no mistaking. <laughs> you guys did oh and I don't have I don't have the flatulence noise. I'm surprised oh, that it did not come with that. Well, you can hey, I'm no, you know, technological genius, but I think if you just put your phone up to your butt and hit record, you can do it, right? And then just transfer it. <laughs> Look at my butt. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'm looking at Oh, your yeah. Phone. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. He, was look, he was actually looking at her living. So <laughs> I was looking down at her phone. I'm like, hmm. We're going to put it up to your butt, and then we're going to record it. <laughs> that would be good. That way she'd always be on the show. I will have that one tomorrow along with the womp. womp. <laughs> I even Making tried memories. I even tried to get mic drop in there, um, but all the mic drops like, were so loud that you guys would have hated me for playing those. So, yeah. Hey, the odds are high since we're going to be serving beans at Bards Fest that you're going to be able to do that. And you may not use living. Oh, yeah. And if you guys do, please record it for me. Yeah, would you? <laughs> you can do it if anonymously. Just, just, if you just have a Blazing Saddles moment, that'd be great. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. That <laughs> I got to go watch Blazing Saddles now. And the first one is sent it to, to uh, what is it? Kiltedchristian at gmail.com. You guys get to listen to the show for free. I know, man. We're going to have to, we're going to have to pray again. Mary says Mark's safe from, from beans. <laughs> Nobody's safe from beans. Nope. No, no one is. Especially if you're Mexican. No way. Exactly. Well, I, I will get you out of here, Colin, because I know you usually about this time you're like, hey, I got to go take my dog for for a walk so and my bladder's floating my eyeballs and yeah exactly and your bladder's floating your eyeballs so i love you brother man have love a beautiful you, night love you too and i love you and i love all of you right here i want to thank you so much for two. joining us this evening two and two two and two, two, and two. Check, check 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 check, check. <laughs> but i want to thank everybody here for, for joining us again tonight guys we get to blab a laugh a little bit and then we're going to play a little bit of music until they cut me off and i don't know how much longer i have left it says here i got three minutes left but i will make at least two or three songs in here and if they drop me in the middle of it i apologize but guys i love you very much thank you for watching kilted christian episode 457 nebuchadnezzar and daniel and i leave you with this friends and family don't ever forget that when the devil and our enemies find us on our knees, assuming that we've been defeated, that we're actually in prayer, which is the greatest sword in our armory. And the real war is just about to begin. I want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of The Kilted Christian, which is the second show in the Bards block of Bards Nation Network. Don't forget to go watch Fishers of Men tonight and every night at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And just like in old radio fashion, we sign out with the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the pale or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in there gave proof through the night that our flag
but it's on the table of fire's cooking. And the farming babies with slaves are working. The blood is on the table and the mouths are choking. I'm going hungry. But I can't feed on the powerless when my cup's already overfilled. But it's on the table the fire's cooking, and the farming babies and the slaves are all working.
was guys thank you so much for hanging around this a little bit longer we're going to be kicked off here in a moment so they gave us an extra 14 minutes which is pretty awesome but guys i love you very very much and uh keep in mind i, I don't have a place to send you tonight since uh fishers and men's not around but i will say this we know how this book ends and god wins so hold that line keep in prayer let go of the stress fear not let go of the anxiety spread the gospel from nation to nation keep praying let's do what we can guys we're going to get through this just fine I love y'all very, very much. Thank you so much for joining us for Kilted Christian episode 457. Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel will be back tomorrow once again with the Conley. 
guys, uh, for episode 458. I love you all very, very much. Have a beautiful evening and God bless.